All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have with us Haley and Justin Brown Woods. They're a married millennial couple that began their debt-free journey in fall of 2019 after blowing through 600K in lawsuit payout and racking up over 220000 worth in debt in three and a half years is when they got serious about changing their narrative they had created with For Their Lives. And within... 18 months, they paid off 130K in debt and started their wealth journey. During that time, they launched a podcast called The Price of Avocado Toast. And today, that podcast has 145K downloads. And they help with financial coaching. They help millennials get on budget and pay off their debt. So what we went into during this podcast was... What were goals initially when they first started the podcast? You know, what systems have they built to help get those goals? So their goals for their podcast, their goals for their business, like how have they built towards that? And then it took them a long time to get podcasting seriously and then why they started to take it seriously. And then, you know, people want to hear your voice and why they should hear your voice. And then we also went into, you know, what are the next things that are happening for Justin Healy, which then led to us finding out that they're having a third kid. So how do you plan for having a third child? And then lastly, what's your risk tolerance with your debt? So we're going to go all in that today on the podcast. So stay tuned. Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquiring amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right. Welcome, Haley and Justin, to the podcast. Hello. Welcome. Hey, hey. Thanks for having us. Man, I'm so glad we were finally able to get you guys on. I think we've been trying to get you guys on for a good while, you know, and I'm glad that synergies aligned here and we're able to get it done. Yeah. So let's let's get into the creation of like price and avocado toast. Even you mentioned before our, our before the starting of the recording, you mentioned your kind of journey with debt and money. So let's just kick it off there. Yeah. So we are Justin and Haley Brownwoods. We're the hosts of Price of Avocado Toast. It's a podcast that aims to help millennials reach towards financial empowerment and find comfort in the conversations along that journey. We started our podcast in June of 2020 when we were in the thick of our own debt payoff journey. And we realized that we were just craving a community, craving people that we could talk to about this because we couldn't shut it off in our brains. And those folks around us were getting burned out by us talking about it all the time. And so we thought, well, why don't we just buy some microphones and talk and put it out into the internet? And so we started that in June of 2020. And it's been just um, just a joy ever since. It's become a really fun hobby for both of us. And 
it's been something that's now into season three and over a hundred episodes. And it's just been a blast the last few years um, and doing this and, and having this really fun thing that we get to do together. Awesome. So let's talk about like, what were the goals initially when you first started the podcast to what? Yeah. The goals initially were to just talk and hopefully three people listen. Yeah. And yeah, it really was super simple. We just wanted an outlet to talk about our story and to talk about whatever else was on our mind. And we wanted someone maybe to listen or no one to listen, but at least we got that out into the world. So it just was an outlet to begin with. And I think it's awesome that you say oh, like three people because I try to remind people, even when I first started my podcast, this one is like, as long as I touch one person, like I knew I was doing my job and like, it would just spiral from there. And that one person, it would trickle down to five people and then it trickled down to 10 people and, you know, and then just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of folks don't quite view it that way when they maybe start a podcast, but like truly, if you are giving really good information or providing a ton of value, even for just one person, you might not feel that you're doing a ton, but for that one singular person, you can be changing the entire trajectory of their life or their family's well-being. And so it's really humbling and it's a really good feeling when you do get even just one person that says, wow, like that podcast really made a difference for me here. I really learned a lot from this past episode and here's the things that I'm doing because of it. Even speaking to just one person and, and providing value for them is huge. What helped me was looking up pictures on Google of like crowds of whatever amount of people. So if I'm talking to 50 people every week, what does that really look like? And then when I look up a photo of what an audience of 50 people look like, I'm like, oh my God, I'd be so nervous to go speak in front of 50 people in person. Like that's a lot of people. And then when it became 500 people, I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot. Or a thousand people a week. That is a lot of people. Yeah, on the grand, grand scheme of podcasting, like a lot of people want to hear like that you have millions and millions of downloads every week, but like take it in, zoom back and look at like the audience that way. And it's like, that's actually, that is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. A thousand people is like, uh, you know, a good auditorium. Yeah. yeah. And it fills that. And then like, even I try to think of like one of my conferences or things like that. It's like, how many people are in here? And it's like, I like, like you say, mental picture of that. And then it's like, that's how many people we're really speaking to on a weekly or daily basis. And it's like, it's just, it brings it to humanize it. Right. And then to, to see that. And then like, normally, like individually, I wouldn't be able to talk to a thousand people. Yeah. I probably even like 50, to be honest, you know, in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that we were able to do that with podcasts is amazing. And I love that it's an outlet that we have that we can use. Definitely. So let's talk about what is a lesson that you've learned from you've been podcasting for a hundred episodes. Like what is one lesson that's like very like changing? There are so many. I think the biggest thing for me is that you never know who is watching you. You never know who's listening. Podcasting can be a secretive thing. You can have all of these silent supporters around you. And it's really cool when someone comes out of the woodworks and they're like, 
oh yeah, I've been listening since day one. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? I had no idea. It's really private. It can be, but it's such a public thing at the same time. So I found that to be a huge lesson of like, you really never know who's, who's watching, who's listening. I think that's a great lesson. And then the other lesson that I would say is just that as you continue to do it, and as you continue to build your community through your podcast, your listeners look at it like that. You know, they really buy into the idea of community and buy into the idea of, you know, that they're a welcomed part of your week. And we've just found immense support from our listeners through tons of different life changes we've had and and big things that we've had going on in our world. Our listeners have been some of the most responsive human beings in those moments, you know, even compared to the people who are right down the street from us right now. And so it's a, a real blessing through podcasting to realize that People do view this as a community and it, it really is important for a lot of folks and to nurture that and to, to grow that feels really rewarding. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment that it is a community and to respect that community when you're creating and when you're putting out content. And I think I know what you're talking about is like, so when you're going through personal bouts and things like that, and you're being able to be vulnerable in that moment and tell it on the podcast, tell it on your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever you have as a platform. And then getting back like responses of like, I've gone through the same thing or, you know, or, Hey, thank you for saying this because I felt like I was alone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about now about like, okay, the original goals of the podcast and then how they've shifted to now. And then what systems have you built now in the place to help you get to those goals? You know, it's so interesting. Like when we started the podcast, we really did just want kind of an outlet to talk through our debt-free journey. And then we realized it was taking off of people because we were kind of, you know, used a really good word earlier, humanizing. We were humanizing the debt-free journey. We were talking about, you know, the things that we were struggling with or the things that we were facing or the information that we wanted to share, we were inviting folks on to share that with us so we could learn and, and grow through it. And so originally it was just to enjoy the journey. And then as you start to grow that community and realize that people really enjoy your show, you start to think, oh, well, how do I actually manage this as a show or, or manage this as something that is growing? And so I think some of our goals as we've continued to to build are to continue to provide value for folks by maybe exposing new information or exposing lesser known aspects of personal finance or ways that they can feel more empowered with their finances that are separate from what they might see in traditional media or something like that. And so kind of reflecting on that lens of, okay, well, if that's the goal, how do we get there? Like some of the systems that we've put in place, I would say, the biggest one has probably just been consistency, the consistent schedule. Say that too. Yeah, of just like you know, we are going to make time on our weekends to do this, and we are going to you know reach out for support from people to continue to grow that. And I guess I can let Haley talk a little bit more about the systems of of outsourcing certain things, but the consistency as a system, which I know is maybe a, a strange reach, that's one of the biggest ones. It's just being consistent and and showing up authentically as much as possible. Because I think listeners are craving that overall. 
I think it took us a really long time to almost like take us seriously. Yeah. And to take our podcast seriously because it did start as a fun thing. It was never meant or intended to become this life-changing thing that developed into a business that changed our whole entire family. That wasn't the intention when we first started. So we did take a casual approach when we started. It was like, it was okay if we missed a week or were late on releasing the episode. It was, it was kind of like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. And then once I realized it was a big deal, we started to take it way more seriously. We were way more consistent with our recording. We got ahead of getting things done weeks in advance instead of the morning. Like we used to record, edit, and then put it on Libsyn in an hour. (laughs) And then be like, okay, this is ready to go for tomorrow morning without like any breathe room. And it was very last minute. It wasn't fun. It was like, okay, 10 PM, we have to get this done. And then we're listening and editing. And it just wasn't an enjoyable time. So when we realized like, okay, this is serious. We do actually like podcasting. We went and outsourced an editor and that was a game changer because now we can focus on the things that we like to do, which is the recording part. And someone else who is extremely talented at editing and audio engineering can do that piece that we didn't really have time for or enjoy. And that's been a huge system changer for us. Like, yeah, the consistency but now we can be ahead of the game. I mean, last year during my husband is a, my husband, I say this like you're not even right here, Justin, (laughs) he is a teacher. And last year he was on spring break and we batched like, I'm not exaggerating. I think 25 episodes or something during a week, during like 10 days. And going into our third season, we had 30 episodes and interviews ready to go. And that definitely wouldn't have happened when we first got started. So those systems allowed us to be way more ahead of the game with our planning and everything. It just feels way more intentional now because of those Mm -hmm. systems. Yeah. I love that. And I think you, you definitely hit a point where people who are listening and they might have a podcast, they probably feel the same way Mm -hmm. in the beginning where they do feel like, ah, man, I'm not doing this right. And, and, Probably you're not, honestly, you're not. And it's okay. I'm not going to let you know it's okay out there because you're trying to find your voice and you're trying to find, or maybe you already found it, you know, you just don't know it, but you're trying to find that message, that voice, that story that people are going to quote unquote buy into, but Mm -hmm. also latch on to as like a mission of like, heck yeah, like I'm a part of this. Yeah. Totally. And it feels really validating when you start to see those systems be successful because it can be really hard for a lot of folks to think that maybe they're putting the systems in place, but the payoff isn't there yet. And so my suggestion would just be like, if you know you're doing the right things, keep doing those right things because the payoff is going to come and the payoff might look different from what you think it's supposed to look like, but it is there down the road. It just means maybe reflecting on that journey a little bit differently. But once you do start to see that, it really feels so validating and so rewarding. One of the things that Justin talks about often is like finding your zone of genius and the thing that lights you up. And if you're doing something that you don't like to do, you will not sustain that. Yeah. Because you don't like to do it. 
So if podcasting or your business or whatever it is, if you're doing something and you're like, okay, this feels like horrible. Why am I spending my time doing this? No wonder you quit after 10 episodes of a podcast or really whatever that is. We didn't enjoy the editing part. So we outsourced that. And then it gave us time and energy to go do the things that we actually like. And that was like, boo, game changer. Yeah. And then that's when the momentum starts going. And then it's just like, it it starts, then it turns into a machine that's like, you can't stop us. We're going to go. The ideas, they just get flowing and flowing and flowing and they just can't be stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure probably when those ideas come, I hope this is what you guys do is like, go immediately go record. There have been times where I'm like, uh, in fact, the other night, Haley was like, you know, what are you thinking about for this next episode? And she's got like a running record of things, but something came up and I was like, I got a really good idea. And I like, I want it to be about this. And so we were like, okay, we've got to get this recorded soon because we don't want to lose this. I don't know if you've ever like bolted straight to the microphones. I don't know. With kids, it makes it harder. But. Yeah. I was going to say that is kind of <laughs> hard when we have our young humans running around. <laughs> However, that's the goal is yeah. to be able to just be inspired and run to the microphone and record totally. them in there. Because one thing I totally want to go off track here for a second, because this is totally podcast related, but our most powerful episodes are when we don't have any outline. We don't script. We've never really scripted things, but there's nothing. And we just go on fire and have a conversation. And it's like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. People want to hear that. They want to hear the thing where you're like, I don't even need notes. I'm so excited, whatever it is. And those have been the best, the most successful. Even with interviews, we've done those with very, very, very few people where we're just like, all right, we're going to just do this. And those have been the most successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I never script. This isn't even script right now, to be honest. So (laughs) if you guys are listening, like I don't script. I did in the beginning, but then, and then, you know, you send your questions to the guests sometimes and then, but then I noticed like their answers are very robotic. And I was like, yes. I just want, I just want you like, give me the real yes. person, the, the, the nitty, everything, dirt, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. You know, real the, live conversation, yeah. not some scripted thing. Not yeah. the canned response. Yeah. Canned response. Yeah. 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 This is, this isn't, um, job interview or something <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> let me let me regurgitate exactly what i know you, i need to say exactly that's exactly how it feels even when you receive questions you're like okay i read those now i already know what's coming yeah and this is how i'm going to respond to make sure it's the best answer most well thought out that's just not real and if somebody wanted to do that they certainly could right you could send somebody an instagram dm or, or an email or something asking all those questions about personal finance or podcasting or the healthcare field, whatever it may be, you could certainly do that, right? But it's it may not be the most authentic, right? And so you're like, well, that might not be the best podcast. That may be a great, you know, conversation chain that we have. And we're, you know, maybe having this really great mastermind conversation, but it's not the best for listening. So well, when someone sends me a DM with a deep question, I think about it for five minutes and then I write some well thought out answer it's definitely not like oh here's what i really think i mean it's not like i'm gatekeeping how i really think but i'm way more intentional with my words when i'm writing them down (laughs) than i am when they're just like flowing out like word vomit on a podcast yeah (laughs) yeah i agree with that so you mentioned you turned this into a business so when did that happen and when did you know like it was the right time 
I'm going to steal this question because this is like one of my favorite things about our relationship. And it's something I'm actually really proud of. <laughs> so at the end of season one on our podcast, the very last episode over the mic, spontaneously, I just said, and you know, everybody listening, Haley's going to be starting a financial coaching business in three months when we pick up for season two. So be on the lookout for that. And we finished the episode and basically hit pause recording. And Haley was like, okay. And, uh, you know, I was like, you've got a couple months, like figure it out, dude. And she did. And it's just been, it's been awesome since. So that started in August of 2021. And I'll let you kind of share about your business success, honey, because it's been awesome. Yeah, so it started in August of 21 and we're recording this in May of 23. So we're like like a year and a half into it. And I just built this thing from the ground up and it's just super cool. And it started because we started a podcast. I got a lot of clients from Instagram, but I also got people from our podcast as well. So it came from definitely like different sources. But I'm a financial coach and I help people get out of debt and work on really whatever their financial goals are. Because it's going to vary from person to person. Some people are drowning in debt and they hate that. And other people are like, actually, I'm okay with the debt that I'm in. It doesn't really bother me. So I help people identify what their goals are and then make it happen. And Justin's actually leaving teaching at the end of this school year to come join me full time. He has started acquiring clients over the last couple of months but he's going to be joining me full-time here at the end. So when I said like starting the podcast changed my life, it quite literally changed our whole entire family's life. Like I'm a former teacher as well. And now we're both going to be former teachers who left education to do this business that we just started because of a podcast. So it's just a really cool story. I love our story. Yeah, me too. I mean, I love it. I hope, you know, I got, I got the hype button and I, I, I thought I was going to ask that next. And I was like, Justin, I think you put it out there that you were leaving your, your job and going into the business full time. So we got to hit the hype button guys for that. Yeah. I just want to congratulate you guys for that and, and taking that leap. Um, I've done it and I took my wife into my business as well nice. and it's been amazing. And it's so funny is like, like you even, you even think that like, your relationship is strong now, it's going to be even stronger when you guys are together in a business. It's a lot different. Yes. I'm excited for that. Well, I love that perspective because everyone says, how are you going to dare work with the camera all day long? And I'm like, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I actually really like hanging out with my husband. (laughs) Like we like each other. We love each other. We like each other. Like this is going to be epic. It'll be so fun. For sure. So I'm very excited to see what it evolves into because if we look back three years ago, this podcast was not even an idea. And then now look at where it's been. So yeah. where's it going to be in three years from now? Who knows? Yeah. The sky's the limit. Yeah. And that's awesome that you guys are wanting to uh, work together and that you're excited about it. Just like marriage, just communication. Yeah. Just communication. That's, that's, that's always the best thing. And we can even talk about this. Probably you guys tell people to do this is like, you know, finance meetings like every um, week or maybe month, do the same with the business and you guys, but overall. That's a good idea. I really like that. And you know, you're so right because there's things where I'll ask Haley a question as she's kind of teaching me her 
business systems, right? Because I, I know how to coach people on their finances. We've kind of started from the jump, kind of doing that over the podcast. And I've learned from Haley how to grow in that field as a coach. And I'm a high school football coach and a teacher. So like, I really understand scaffolding difficult concepts and reaching learners in different ways. But I've never been an entrepreneur. I've never been a business owner. So Haley has a lot of success in that. And there's been times where I've had to ask, like, hey, can you show me you know, exactly how you might do this? Or can you do this thing for me and teach me how so that I can maybe take that over? But I noticed that it's in those moments that what I'm really craving, and I think what Haley's really craving too, is that connection and communication on the business in a clear format, right? We're living in the same roof and we're talking about business, but we're not talking about business. And so I think you know, you hit it on the head when you say like it's it's clear communication and actually having almost like formalized meetings as owners of a business, not husband and wife, so that we can be successful continuing to move forward. Yeah. And that'll just help just because I know like you think probably like even in your household, you're like, hey, can you go throw out the trash or something, Justin? And you might hear it and then you're like, wait, did she say to go throw out the trash or did she, you know, um, you know, and then you're thinking and then it's like maybe, oh, follow up with that client, da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, but if it's not happening like in a meeting and being written down and then like, okay, this is my like homework. This is my to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's take action on. Totally. Justin said something last night and they said, can you send me an email? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to remember this. You need yeah, to write yeah. this down. Send me an email. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing. So I never came from like corporate, corporate, but my wife did, and that's definitely like something that needs to be done. Is like, like even with our our guests, sometimes she's like, "Hey, this person didn't send a headshot. I need that for the, the episode." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." You know, she'll send it to me in a Slack, and then I'll know to go ask that person. But if it's said in passing, like say like we're in the car or something and I'm like, I'll try to remember that, but I'm pretty sure that's going to go out one ear and the other, (laughs) you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So that's definitely good that you're saying to email it, Haley. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that that's a thing. And then I'm glad that you took the initiative, Justin, to like put it out there that, Hey, and Haley's going to start taking, you know, clients at the end of season one. I encourage people like like to just do that right off the bat, kind of yeah. a little bit. And the only reason why is like it's basically gauging people's interest. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, do we have a list of ten people I want want this, or do we have a list of one person? You know, it's like you can choose to to take action on it or not. Yeah, and that's kind of how it went for Haley. Like we posted about it a couple of days after the episode dropped. She you know, did an Instagram story saying she was going to take five beta clients just to kind of see how it worked. And she ended up getting 12 folks who wanted to work together. And Haley, I remember driving down the freeway and she turns to me like, I'm actually getting a lot of requests. Like, what do I do? And I said, well, let's talk through it. Like, do you think you'd have the time and capacity? She was like, yeah, I can get there. And I was like, well, then take the risk, do it and figure it out. The more kind of response that you can get and sort through and see how coaching works for different types of folks, the better. And it's what really helped, I think, was taking the risk. Like, it's such an important factor. I also want to say, like, the imposter syndrome was so real. Like, I really lived in that, who am I to do this? 
there are so many other people that can do this better than me. Just the, the mindset of not really believing in myself. And it was so powerful to have my partner believe in me more than I did, way more than I did. And then finally, once I saw it and I started talking to other financial coaches and people in my field and business owners in general, I realized nobody knows what they're doing when they first get started. Literally, nobody. You just have to go. You have to do it. That cheesy saying that was like on posters when we were all in elementary school that you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take is cheesy so true. Isn't that like Wayne Gretzky? It's one of the best hockey players of all time. Wow. Kind of cheesy sake. Yes. It's always put like yes. a basketball. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's so true though. You won't know what you're doing unless you try and you fail and you get up and you try it again. Totally. And that's where the real growth happens. It's when you are vulnerably trying to figure it out from the bottom. That is definitely where that growth happens. And it just happens with taking action, you know, like, like, uh, be honest with you guys, if you are starting a business right now or thinking of starting one, like you are going to fail, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think of failure as you only fail if you don't try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, try and just learn, yes. take notes. Okay. This is how, this is what happened. I, I did this. This is what we're wrong. Like everyone that says like, you know, gurus and whatnot out there on Instagram and TikTok and whatever, and, and even YouTube and even podcasts. And it's like, I hate gurus because I don't think there is a guru. I think it's, we're all scientists. We're just, yeah. Hey, let's mm-hmm. test this out. And then what do we get? What was our result? Okay. Totally. Now let's go do another hypothesis. Okay. Let's test this one out and then let's go see what happens. Oh, this is better. Okay. Totally. You know? Yeah. And the thing that works for you might not work for someone who's trying to do the exact same thing. And so when I realized that, I was like, wait, so I'm taking this advice and mentorship from all these people who are doing what I want to do. And I still have to figure it out myself. That's not fair. (laughs) Well, that's just the way that it works. And then now I know what works for me and I get to go really all in on that. But it took kind of sifting through that for a while to figure out, okay, well, what even works for me? What works for Joe over here doesn't fit my brain. I don't know. There's just a bunch of different ways we do things. And that's okay. That is okay. All right. So we've talked about a lot about podcasting and a good amount about business, which I love. So now let's talk about the personal finances that people have. You know, let's talk about, let's break down Someone that maybe they're bringing in $2,500, maybe $3,000. Like, how should that look like, you know, paying off their debt and all that stuff? Let's say maybe the, let's even give an example of maybe they have probably average, maybe like 20K, maybe 10K. I don't know. Is that too specific? I don't know. (laughs) No, no, I love it. Go coach, Justin. Yeah. So the first thing we do is we would basically talk to them about who they are. And what their backgrounds like and what what kind of life they come up from because we all approach money and finances through wildly different lenses maybe it's from an abundance mindset maybe it's from a scarcity mindset maybe we grew up pardon the term but like the silver spoon or maybe we grew up in a really you know a house that had a lot of love but not a lot of money right like we all come from different backgrounds so the first step would absolutely be kind of figuring out who they are as a person and and where they're at on that journey. 
And then beyond that, you start to have those conversations about their comfortability with debt. Are you comfortable with this debt because it was student loans and you really love what you do for work and it's you know something you're passionate about and you show up every single day rejuvenated? Or is it $20,000 of credit card debt? Well, is that $20,000 of credit card debt because you went through a really nasty divorce and had to spend some money on credit cards? Or is it $20,000 for the credit cards because you were a young student that went to university that was right in the middle of the bars, right? There's so many different factors that come into like, where does that debt show up? And so we try and kind of teach from that lens and coach from that lens and then apply what we call like value-based spending. So let's figure out what brings value into your life, what brings joy into your life, and how can we identify those things and put the appropriate amount of money towards them? Not too much, not too little, but just enough to make sure that you're feeling good and then also tackle the goals. And sometimes that does mean we're having to cut back on things but we don't want to just slash, slash, slash so that somebody feels that they are a robot or a machine just getting through every single day to try and work towards debt freedom. We want to make sure that we still enjoy the experiences and the moments in life that happen day to day, because that's a, a really important part of the journey as well that is going to you know sustain you. It's a lot like, and I'm sure you've you know seen this in the healthcare field, the diet culture, right? Anybody can go on some of these crash diets or these binge diets that we've seen, but it may be not the most sustainable thing long-term for their health. What really might be better is understanding what foods they love to eat and then having those in moderation with the appropriate macros and other nutrients that their body needs to be sustained long-term. And that's a lot like personal finance and what we try to do as financial coaches. Would you say that that kind of sums up the lens that we might coach somebody through there? A hundred percent. And your if your goal is to pay off debt, then maybe you're going to allocate more money towards that because it's important mm -hmm. to you at that moment in time. But like I said earlier, someone might be okay with that. So you have to kind of figure out what's your risk tolerance with your debt? What's your comfortability? Where do you live? Do you even have extra money to be throwing towards this? So you really have to figure out like what's coming in, what's coming out, and then go from there. So I wish I could give you like some formulated answer with like, a percentage or a number, but it just doesn't work that way. And I think that when we get advice and we receive advice that is like that, that's very specific, it puts personal finance in a one-size-fits-all blanket umbrella when it really is called personal finance for a reason. It's very personal. It's going to depend on your life and your situation, your values, your past. And all of that has a very, very strong influence on how you approach money. There's no wrong way to do it. There's no right way to do it. You just have to find what works for you. And Justin touched on sustainability. Like, what's your end goal? Is it to have a good relationship with money and not stress about money? Okay. Well, it might take you a little longer to pay off your debt, and that's okay. Meanwhile, someone else might be like, I don't care what it takes. I'm getting rid of all of this in the next nine months, and I'm willing to hammer that out. That's okay too. That's important to them. So it's going to be different for each yeah. person. Yeah. I like that. And we talked about it kind of earlier in this, before this interview about like, you know, and I, I think this is what you mean by like, not at all plans work or to different people. So like with Dave Ramsey, if Dave Ramsey's is very aggressive, you don't want that. And you want to spend it down as quickly as possible you know, versus like you're saying, like, like if you're okay with the debt and you have like that, that understanding of like, you know, it got me to where I'm at today kind of thing where 
it was student loans based and it's like, you know, I don't need to, I'm going to spend down as much as possible that I can, but I'm also going to be like, I'm going to try to save and think of my future, not just, let me just get this debt out of the way first. And then you look back later on, you know, I don't know how long that's going to take you, maybe like five years or something like that. And then like you look back five years from now and you're like, shit, all I don't, I don't have anything to my name because I've been just spending down this debt the whole time. Exactly. And that's a common thing, right? Is a lot of people just want to hammer out debt and then maybe they don't put anything towards savings, investing, and then it takes them several years, which is awesome. It's great. You got rid of that debt, right? But we lost valuable, valuable time in the wealth accumulation phase as well. And so it can be really difficult to kind of marry those two ideas. And so it really is, you know, just kind of having that personal conversation and and unpacking all of those things that brought you to that point for sure. Yeah. And, um, so let's, let's unpack this because you guys are in California that I know of, (laughs) I won't say exactly where, (laughs) but so knowing that, and you guys have kids, how have you, how did you plan to save for that? You know, like you have a third one on the way. Like, how did you, how did you plan for that? Cause I know that a lot of people are going to be going through that where, eh, Hey, we had the baby boomer phase. I'm going to call it the pandemic phase that's happening. You know? <laughs> yep. so. Yeah, totally. To be honest, we didn't really save at all for our children because we were told by the pastor that married us, like, if you wait to have kids till you're quote unquote ready, you're never going to have kids. Yeah. Like you're never going to be ready to do this, whether it's financially, emotionally, whatever, you won't be ready. I will argue you are definitely more financially ready in certain situations than you are in others. Yeah. But for us, we were like, when we were ready to start our family, we just went and started our family and we knew that we'd figure the rest of it out later. I don't know that that's the best approach. It's what worked for us. But when looking at starting a family and saving money and doing all of that, I think just take it back to like, what do you really want right now? I have many clients I work with that are having children while they're paying off a bunch of debt. They know that right now their priority is growing their family and having more children, which means increased childcare costs, which means that they will not be able to pay off their debt as fast. And they're okay with that in this season. Mm -hmm. So I think just knowing you can have it all you just might not be able to have all of it at the exact same time right this very second. You kind of have to prioritize the things that are important to you in that specific moment and go from there. Again, I wish I could say, save 20% of your paycheck or whatever, but it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah I think I saw the other day a reel that was like, oh, here here it is. It's like 50 with your like 50% of your paycheck is your like expenses, like your, your fixed expenses, right? So your rent and all that stuff that doesn't change. And then what was it? A uh, 30% is like needs and then 20% is wants. So like savings and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, so talking about the kid, like you were saying, is it okay to like, be like, okay, we know, you know, you're having a kid and you know, that expense is coming then to take away from your savings, be like, Oh, let's, let's throw it all into to the kid. We don't need savings for right now. Is that kind of like, that's your timing in your season, your life is that we were saying? Yeah, I think it, I think it, you know, really kind of depends with what 
what your savings looks like. Obviously, you know, we are really firm and this might be not the norm, but we're really firm in that you got to take care of you first because you don't know who your kid's going to grow up to be and what successes they're going to have in the future. But you know that you are planning to retire at some point and you need to make sure that that is ready to go. And so if that means that you're not investing for your child's college or setting up accounts for your kid in an early age because you're focused on your retirement, that is the most important thing. And we're pretty firm on that. So once you have, I mean, it's no surprise, right? Kids are expensive. Things come up. They're going to come up. But the fertility journey for a lot of folks can be long and maybe have some setbacks that they weren't planning for. So we try and tell them when you're in the family building phase, don't worry about the money, so to speak, right then. Like just worry about focusing on what you have to do for your health to have a healthy baby that gets here and is surrounded by love. And then we'll focus on the money after that because, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because your kid can, can at 18 go out and work. And if you set them up with the right personal finance knowledge, they'll be just as successful. But your retirement matters. One thing that's really important to remember is that kids really don't cost as much money as society and Instagram say that they do. The biggest expense is going to be childcare if you're a working parent that sends your kids to childcare. That's the biggest expense. But they don't need that much. They really don't need that much. They need a place to sleep. They need some clothes. They need some food. It's pretty basic after all that. And I think we're so used to just throwing all this money towards these beautiful, flashy things. And that's just not necessary. So really break down, like, what do I need? What do my kids need? Maybe you're formula feeding your children. Formula at Costco is very affordable. Yeah. I'll say. (laughs) So like the childcare is like the number one thing. If you find a way to fit that into your budget, you're going to be golden. You'll be all right. I think that was a great breakdown, guys. Uh, I think anyone that's out there thinking of it or or has kids, it's like, you don't need all this. You just need the basics. And, 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 and I love the way that you put it, that it's, and I'll put it to when like, you know, in the airplane, when emergency happens, put on your mask first. I love that you said that and that you're giving people permission to do that because I feel like the old mindset, it was, you know, you're supposed to take care of them first. They are the first priority from now on till the end of time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, let's come back to the kind of reality here because you're not going to live forever. You're not going to work forever, you know, or not going to want to work forever. So think about yourself yeah. and think about where you want to go. Absolutely. You know? I love that. And your pup there agreed. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was an agreement. <laughs> so that was, that was nice, man. Let's okay. Let's see. Let's touch on, let's touch on some debt payoff skills. And like the mindset around that. I think we kind of went into it, but we probably go into a little more. Awesome. I think that like, at least as far as the first few things that we talk about with like debt skills, it's just making yourself aware. Like you got to know what your debts are. You got to be totally in the clear on what those things are that you've got to pay for every single month. Because unfortunately, a lot of it comes from people just not being aware, just being really uncomfortable, peeling back that layer, being vulnerable with that, owning it, honoring it, and then making a plan to move forward. And so the first thing is just being aware 
of what it is. And then after that, it's again, you know, your comfortability with it. Are you wanting to side hustle or pick up a second job? Are you wanting to maybe cut some expenses that aren't totally necessary? Like you said, you know, needs, wants, and investing. Like what can you do so that you find that number that you're comfortable paying down each month? Yeah, I think that's good. So we bust out these things called pod decks. They're three random questions that kind of help us dive a little more into you. And so we'll probably only go over two real quick. Uh, and I think this is a big one that a lot of people get is how do you handle criticism with people you love and respect the most? So say this is a mentor, say this is family. Mm, that's a good one. I still struggle with that because I do have somewhat of an ego. And so I'm learning and growing every day. One of the big things that I remember is that we're allowed to qualify ourselves to do the things that we're doing, whether that's podcasting or financial coaching. Our journey is the qualifier. I don't need letters after my name. I don't need all of this additional stuff. We've got a history that qualifies us to do this and that is helping people. And so I just remind myself that as much as possible, my own self-awareness is going to be what's probably going to help me through those moments. Yeah, I only take advice from people who pay my bills, <laughs> which are myself and my husband. Not even the kids. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, last one. What are you most proud of in your past? Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. I'm going to say, I'm going to make it podcast worthy. And I'm going to say, we've stayed true to our core values. Yes, yes, uh, yes. From, from the jump with the podcast, we've that's stayed true one. to who we want to be. And we've been authentic and transparent. And that has only helped us, right? That's been a really, a really big benefit. And I think we were kind of worried to peel back some of the layers at the beginning, but we've seen the benefits there. And so I'm really proud that we've been able to kind of maintain who we are and not lose sight of, of our desires and dreams. You just slam dunked that. Good job. Yeah, you did. All right. So guys, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. So for the listeners that resonated with your messages today, and we might even do a second episode later down the line and they're like, Hey, we want to work with you. How can they do that? We live and breathe on Instagram, but we're expanding to all of the other horizons. <laughs> you can basically find us online at Price of Avocado Toast pretty much anywhere. You can find our podcast, Price of Avocado Toast, where you're listening to this one right now. So yeah, that's where we're at. We've got links in all of our bios and all of that exists there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you. And then for listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow for more. Peace, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc, and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.